Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Hey, I'm excited uh, for today. Hey, if it's your first time, welcome. We've got an awesome welcome box for you right after church. My name is Matt, um, if you haven't met me yet, so thank you for being our guest today. Um, we, we really want to welcome you. We really are building a super fun, healthy, vibrant community, so thanks for checking it out, and we'd love to do what we can do to help you just take your next steps uh, here, here at our church, and, and we're, we're excited. Uh, today, we, we pause once a year, and we just kind of do the state of the church. Uh, one of my mentors... And our, our network does this every single year. And he said, hey, I think it'd be really cool if you paused once a year and you just did the state of the church and let everybody know kind of where you're at, where you want to go this next year, uh, what's, what's been happening and what, what are we doing and where we're we going, all that good stuff. And, and I wanted to kind of do it in a bit more of a creative way this year than last year. I, I did a lot of technicals last year, which was good. We needed it. Uh, but this, this year, I was like, man, I'm going to let you know where we're at, where we're going, what we want to do. Uh, but I also want to do it in a way that, man, if you maybe lead a team or may, maybe you, you run a company or, or you know maybe you've got people around you that kind of report to you, I thought, man, these are some leadership principles. I think you can kind of digest and take in your sphere uh, of life as well. So even if you're running a family, I think all these principles really kind of works out that. I want to I want to dish it in a way that we all get a lot out of it today. Um, and I want to preach a message today. I've titled it The Spider, the Boulder, and Bon Jovi. The Spider, the Boulder, and Bon Jovi as we look at the state of our church. So would you join with me? Let's let's pray together really quick. Heavenly Father, thank you for opening up every uh, mind and every heart today. God, we celebrate where we've been. We rejoice and the challenges that you brought us through. And Father, it is with great faith and expectation that we look for the future. And God, we ask of you for the God-like things, the big things, God, the things that you desire for us to become to happen in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I, I think one of the main jobs of any leader is to define reality. I, I think all good leaders do a good job of just defining reality. Where are we and where do we hope to go and where do we want to go? If, if I look back on, on the last few years of my life, we planted the church in late 2018. Planning a church is a shock to the system. It really is. And some of you leaders, you've been a part of the entire journey and you know that it was a shock to the system. We were going for about a year. We had about 40 leaders. We opened the church. You know, we had 70 people, and we were like, "Woo!" We like, this is amazing. We grew, and we cycled at 70 people for about an entire year. And then, and then after a year of grinding it out, we went from 70 to 100 in like three months. And we we're like, yo, we got this. We finally got our area figured out. We got the school figured out. We got the gear finally figured out. We're, we're rolling, but we just broke the 100 barrier. And the 100 barrier in church growth is the hardest barrier to break for churches. So if you're in business or you run a team, you know what your barriers are, right? Well, for church growth, the 100 barrier is the biggest barrier in all barriers. You know what the second hardest barrier is? 200. 
And if you can break 200, man, you are off. Literally, breaking 500 is easier than breaking 200 people. I don't really know why that is. Maybe it's just people are like, I don't think anything's going to happen, so I'm not going back. I really don't know what it is. But for whatever reason, breaking 100 is the hardest, and then breaking 200 is the second hardest. So when we broke 100, we threw a party. We were celebrating. We're like, we got this finally. Remember those days? Right? Like, we were like, we got it. And then this little thing called COVID happened. You know, and we went digital for like nine, ten months, and we transitioned cities, and we transitioned spaces, and we transitioned a lot of people, too. And when we reopened, I think we had like 30, 40 people again. And we're like, what do we do? You know, like, we start over again, right? And, and we started going again. So if I had to define what happened to us this last year, and, and we reopened again late 2020, you know, after being digital for all that time, and I feel like I planted three different churches. I planted the pre-COVID church, the digital COVID church, and then the post, you know, kind of digital church. And, and so if I had to define what we just came out of in 2021, it was a season of going from unstable to stable. We had a leaders meeting this last week, and I said, you know what we've done this last year in 2021? We went from unstable to stable which is a huge praise report, okay? Can I just get an amen and a nod from you really quick? Like, that is a big deal to go from unstable to can we even swing this thing through COVID to, wow, I think we're actually standing on our own two feet. We are stable. Where do we want to go this next year? I think what's going to happen to us this year and next year, I think we're going to go from stable toward success. I'm happy to tell you we are about a dozen people away from re-breaking the 100 barrier. Come on, I'm excited about this. We're going to do this, I think, in the next 90 days. And this is what we're digging for. Okay, this is one of the things we're after uh, in the next 90 days, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, this last week, I, I was babysitting uh, Maverick while, and, and at home while my wife uh, took Juliana to uh, an appointment. When, when my daughter Juliana was born, uh, it was a C-section, first of all. But in twins, a lot of things can go wrong. And one of the things that can go wrong is your hips don't actually align and, and kind of connect correctly. And so when my daughter Juliana was born, her hips weren't really connecting as they should have been. And so for the last several months, we had to put her in a, in a brace. And, and we had to take her to the hospital. They make a custom brace, and, and you had to fit them. And then, and then she has to wear this brace every night when, when she's going to bed. And it kind of just opens up her hip so that it can kind of connect. And it was terrible. She's crying. She didn't like it. We're not sleeping. You get the idea. It was, it was really hard. And, and this last week, a praise report for us. She went in, and her hips are totally normal. They're developing. She's ready for walking. And so we're excited about that. And so she was taking her to this appointment, and I was watching my son, my son Mavi, and we got this little caged area off, and, and we're in there chilling and hanging out, and I'm watching him, and, and we had Cocoa Melon going on in the background. Any parents know about Cocoa Melon? Okay, like, yes, if you're a parent, you 100% know what Cocoa Melon is. It's like the number one thing on YouTube. It's crazy, okay? I'm like, I'm trying way too hard in life. And so, so there's, there's this Cocoa Melon, and it was playing, and uh, you ever heard of the song, The Itsy Bitsy Spider, parents? The Itsy Bitsy Spider, you all probably heard this back in the day, right? The Itsy Bitsy Spider climbed up the water spout. Down came the rain, washed the spider out. Out came the sun and dried up all the rain. And the Itsy Bitsy Spider climbed up the spout again. I've sang it a thousand times, right? You know, and I'm watching, I'm watching this, this show with my son, Mavi. And I had, I had this thought, oh my God, we're the Itsy Bitsy Spider, that's what our church is, man. This is my life. We are the itsy bitsy spider. We were climbing up the water spout. 
Come on, how many of you know that's some external forces that you could not control? It rained on my parade a little bit, and, and we had to reset, and it washed us down. But out came the sun and dried up all the rain, and the itsy-bitsy spider climbed up the spout again. Here's the lesson of the itsy-bitsy spider. The spider could not control the rain or the sunshine. He couldn't control the external forces, but he could commit to the climb. He committed to the climb. Church, can I tell you what we are going to do this year is we are going to commit to the climb. And I don't know if anything's coming after Omicron. I don't know if the sun's ready to come out yet. Okay, I don't know about the external forces, but I do know where we're going. We are going to commit to the climb and the mission of hoping that people might meet, know, and follow Jesus. We are going to commit to the climb of building a loving, healthy, vibrant church. Amen. And we're just going to commit to it. It might rain and we might lose a little ground. The sun might come out. We might get there a little faster. Check this out. The circumstances, right, they delayed the spider, but they didn't deny the spider. And I'm like, you know what, God? We are going to climb that water spout one way or another. We are going to get there. We've done it before, and I think we're about ready to do it again. Amen? So let's, let's get there. Um, here's, here's a couple things in the next, because I want to make this part practical. What can we do in the next 90 days to re-break the 100 barrier? As we go from stability towards some success and motion and energy as a church, you know, what are, are, are we going to do, right? How, how are we going to do this? And, and first of all, it's not just about numbers. I want you to hear my heart today, okay? So if you're mad that I brought up the number of us involved in the church, don't be. God wrote an entire book called Numbers. Okay, so numbers might matter a little bit. And, and, and honestly, for us, a number is just a name. It's a story. It's, it's a person connected to Jesus and church. And so people matter to us. And numbers don't tell the whole story, but they can tell you a little bit like, hey, how's it going? How are we doing? And, and so it, we just want to celebrate the fact that we're breaking a big barrier. Honestly, that's what it is. It's breaking a barrier that a lot of people say you can never do, especially in the middle of a pandemic. And so what can we do in the next 90 days uh, what can you do to help your local church win in the next 90 days? Is I think we're going from stability towards success. A couple things on, on this point. How do we commit to the climb? Number one, the power of your presence. You've heard me talk about this a, a little bit, but, but guys, your presence preaches. More than you realize, when, when you are present, you are telling a world Jesus is a man worth showing up for. That's exactly what, what you are preaching. And, and can, I, can I tell you in, in my marriage that all the good things happened after I showed up. I showed up and I stood at an altar and I committed my life to this girl. How many of you know that commitment creates momentum? Commitment creates momentum. When I, when I choose to say I am going to show up and I am going to be here, right, then all the things can come out of that that presence, that, that commitment. We were together for nine years before we had our first kid. Check this out. Nine years of showing up, okay, before the fruit of the thing showed up. Then eight years later, three more. Now we're done. The twins the, was the finale, in case you were wondering. Been up running sound one day. He goes, he goes you are done having kids, right, Pastor? Like, I just want to make sure you are, you are sane, okay? Like, uh, yeah, bro, we, we're done. Like, we're, we're done. That, but, but it's like, think about that. 17 years of showing up, then the full manifestation of the union appears. 
You know, the last thing a tree does is bear fruit. First, first it's got to put its roots down. And it's got to break the surface of the soil. And then it's got to stabilize. And then it's got to pop some leaves out, right? It's got to soak up a lot of water and a lot of sun. And it's got to strengthen its core because if it bore fruit too early, it would break it in half. Then when it's, and it's stable and strong and ready, it starts bearing fruit and then multiplied fruit and multiplied fruit and a whole orchard can come from one little seed. How many of you know there's nothing wrong with the seed, but there's a process? When you plant a church, it doesn't even mean anything's wrong, but there is a divine process. The Holy Spirit's like, I got to put the right leaders in place. I got to make sure the right culture's in place. I got to make sure we get worship. I got to make sure we get generosity. I, I got to make sure we get the concept of love because what, what good does it do to bring anybody else in if we ourselves don't have our lives together and we just can't go anywhere anyway? So, so how many of you know that we are the city on a hill? You're the salt and the light, right? And if, and if we're a mess, what, why would God give us to anybody else? There's a process to what we're building, what the Holy Spirit is doing. One of the things I had to do as a pastor is submit to the process. Just submit to the process. Holy Spirit, you're doing something that's out of my control, and I'm going to trust you in the process so we can bear a lot of fruit. But your presence. We're never going to be a legalistic church. I'm never going to look at your Instagram and be like, oh, look where they're at instead of church. I ain't, I ain't like that at all. I ain't like that at all. But, but here's the thing. You... you you can't be healthy physically unless, unless working out is part of your weekly rhythm. There's, there's, there's this concept spiritually. It's hard to be spiritually healthy without church being in your weekly rhythm. It just really is. You know, and here's the thing. Can I be away from my wife for, for a week or two and, and the marriage be fine? Of course. Of course. You're going to have family. You're going to get called into work. You're going to go on vacation. I want you to do all those things. We're never going to be legalistic. Can I stay away from my wife for three years and be healthy? No. No. So at some point after a couple months, you go from healthy to unhealthy. Could I, could I just encourage you in the next 90 days to make Sundays and lift groups a bigger deal in your head and heart than you've ever done in your life? We're not legalistic. I just want to be healthy. Would you put it in the rhythm of your heart? I want to be spiritually healthy. I want to be present for God to do anything good in my life. I first have to show up. I just got to show up in, in my heart. N number two, I, I know I've meddled on that a little bit, but hopefully you heard my heart because I want to be healthy. The power of your influence. Number two, on this point, how do we commit to the client pastor in the next 90 days? The power of your influence. Would you consider committing to inviting one person a month for the next three months? If just 50 of us did that, we'd have 150 invitations by Easter. Wow. And, and I know they're not all going to come to church, but I bet a lot of them will. Right? How, how, do, we, how do we do this thing? Man, we do this thing to, together. That's how we break our barrier. It's how we're going to break the next barrier. We're just going to commit to the climb together. Would you just look at your neighbor and be like, you got this itsy bitsy spider. Like you can do this. Like you got this itsy bitsy spider. Like we climbing this thing right now. We're going to do this. It's going to be a good year. Second thing I want to talk about. So we want to commit to the climb. We want to go from stability towards success. And I think in our presence and in our influence, the circles that God's given us as we work that God will get us there. But there's a process. There's a divine process uh, the second concept I want to talk about this morning 
uh, is, is the, the Sisyphus. Have you ever heard of Sisyphus? Maybe, maybe a few of us have. It's, it's from Greek mythology, actually, and it's kind of a sad story. Sisyphus was the king of Corinth, and he cheated death not once, but, but twice he cheated death. And finally, Zeus caught up to him, and he said, that's it, man. You cheated death twice. I'm going to punish you. And so for all of eternity, uh, you hit the slide for me, uh, he makes Sisyphus pull a boulder up this mountain. And right before he gets over the edge of the mountain and pushes the boulder over the hill, the, the boulder falls back down on him, and he and the boulder roll back down to the valley, and he's got to start all over again for all of eternity. How many of you know that's a, that's a sad story, man? Like, that's a sad reality. Here's, here's the good news. Uh, Jehovah is not Zeus, and you and I don't have to be Sisyphus in our life, okay? We don't have to be Sisyphus. How do we not create the, the tragedy of Sisyphus in our lives? Uh, how many of you know that many hands make heavy work light? You ever try to do something by yourself? So hard. There's, there's an old African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, take others with you. How many of you know that in building the kingdom of God, trying to impact a community, trying to love on a lot of people and help them see Jesus, it takes more than one person to do that. Trying to build the kingdom of God is like pushing a massive boulder up a mountain. It cannot, nor was it ever intended to be done by one person alone. And if I'm honest, let's, let's be real. Healthy churches aren't built on the talent of a few. They're built on the sacrifice of many. Right? And this is how we all move. It's how we all get fruit. It's how we all gain and build and grow God's kingdom. We, we do it together. We do it by adding hands to the boulder and placing more hands on that boulder. Every time you worship and, and sing, even if you don't sing on key, you heard my voice with Itsy Bitsy Spider, it's trash. Okay, like, like you'll never see me grab the mic and lead worship, okay? But I'm going to make a joy-filled noise, be it off-key to the Lord. Like, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to lift my hand. Every time you serve, every time you pour coffee, every time you help kids ministry, every time you invite a friend, every time you're generous and you tithe or you give, like, all these things are putting hands on the boulder. And so, Pastor Matt, how do we go from stability towards success we have more hands on the boulder to push us over that edge. And then we hit what Seth Godin calls the great marketer. He said, you hit the tipping point. What are we going to try to get to this year? We want more hands on the boulder so we can push this thing to the tipping point and where momentum and motion gets on our side. But you can't do this with just a few hands. you got to get more hands on the boulder. So, so where is your hand not on? Would, would you place it there? What are you not pushing in this church? Would you put your hand on the boulder and give it a push with us? Because all of us that are active right now, you're moving this thing up the mountain. Hey, with a few more hands, we're going to get to the tipping point. Amen. That's where we want to go. There's no Sisyphuses allowed here. You ever, you ever heard the acronym? I know it's cheesy, but it makes so much sense. Team, together, everyone accomplishes more. That my gift connects to your gift and your gift to their gift and this gift to that gift and all of a sudden the kingdom of God is built and expanded and local churches are, are, are popping up everywhere. I think it would be cool on our 30-year journey to, to, to campus and plant several churches. Wouldn't that be kind of cool to just multiply the orchard, not just us, but beyond us and be, hit our area? And how do we do that? We do it together. We do it together. 
Last thing, Bon Jovi, okay? And I know Bon Jovi is a history lesson for half of you, which breaks my heart a little bit. Okay, this is Bon Jovi, okay? Come on, let's bring that hairstyle back, okay? And, uh, and so Bon Jovi wrote an amazing song called Living on a Prayer. You ever heard it? Okay, all right, hopefully a few of us know about it, right? And, and it's, it's about a couple named Tommy and Gina. Tommy works at the docks. Then he's out of work, right? The union's on strike. Gina works at a diner. It's hard work, little pay. They're struggling. They're making What are they doing? They are living on a prayer. They're on that edge. In other words, God, if you don't show up, we are in trouble a little bit, you know? When we navigated the last few years, can I tell you that we were living on a prayer for a second, you know? And I was like, God, if you don't want this thing, it's okay with me, but we're living on a prayer. I have seen more miracles of God's provision, his favor, connecting to the right people in the last few years than I've ever seen in my entire life. In fact, one of my coaches in our network was like, you will see more miracles after planning a church than any other time in your life. And you know what? He's right. I've seen more evidence for God moving than any other time in my life trying to plant a church, you know? You're like, how does this thing even work? I don't know. God has been good. He's, he keeps bringing people and places and things and moving. And every time we'd get to a barrier that I'm like, I don't think we can do it, God would do something. We'd go under it or around it or over it or whatever. He would break and move something. And I've seen God's faithfulness. In fact, it's given me so much faith, and this is what I want to put in us today, I want to start praying bigger prayers. I want to start praying bolder prayers. I, I, I want my expectation to go from just, just stabilizing towards some motion and success. God, I want to see you do more. I don't want to live a boring Christian life. How do you get out of the boring? I think part of it's our prayer life. And In fact, if all of your prayers got answered this week, would anybody else's life be changed or just yours? Woo, don't preach that, Pastor, right? Like, like get out of my life. Like, do, do, do my prayers, and maybe your prayers would, would they change the community? Would they change South Florida? Would they change the world? Would they just change a five-minute radius? I'm like, God, give us more. Do more. I want to see more in my life. Luke 10 2 says this, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest field. This one hit me. I thought, God, give us people to go get the people. Give us the right people to go get the people. Because even in a 10-minute radius, the Bible says the harvest is plentiful. That means there are people ready right now for church. They're ready right now for Jesus. They're ready for love right now. We just need somebody to go get them. You know, you know, one of the realest things I found in life is, is that there are people that will listen to me that won't listen to Matt. And there's people that will listen to Matt that won't listen to me. And there's people that will hear Orlando, but they don't want to hear what Matt has to say. And there's people that will listen to Ben, that, but don't want nothing from Orlando. God needs all of us. And if you've ever come in there and realized, man, what's my purpose? What's my point? Man, hey, listen, every week is a mission trip. You ever been on a mission trip? Hey, guess what? Every week is a mission trip for us because there is a circle of influence that God's got just for you. And someone will hear Emily and they, they don't want to hear from me. And that's okay because Emily's got the words of life in her too, not just me. And so God's like, yo, pray that God sends us the right labors so we can go bring in everything he's trying to give us. I just wonder if God has more fruit for us than what we're even ready for this year. Let's get ready. I, I think if we get the labors and we get ready, God will give us the next step and the next 
process. I want to pray bigger prayers, which leads me to the final thing, okay? Your, your presence, right? Your, your influence. We, we need your push. We need the power of your push. We need you to put hands on the boulder with us. And, and, and the last thing is we need the power of your prayer. We need the power of your prayer. The Bible says that a righteous person, their prayers, man, they bring about a lot, not just a little, but a, a lot. And call me old school, but I still believe in the power of prayer. I still believe it gets coming up against a mountain that I cannot move. And I'm like, God, what do you want to do about it? Let's pray about this thing. You know, every challenge is an opportunity to worry or it's an opportunity to pray. Let's have a praying church. Jesus even said, my house will be called a house of prayer. I want to pray ourselves over the hundred bear here. I want to pray ourselves into this community. I, I, I want to pray some walls down and some lies down and some darkness down. How, how, how do we do it? I believe we start with prayer. I want to pray this thing through so that we can get to the next thing that we're called to get. Amen? It's going to be a good year. In a practical sense, here's what the next 90 days looks like as I close down. To, did you get something out of today? I love that. I, I got nine hours of sleep last night, so I feel good. Here, here's, here's an exciting thing. Uh, for the next three weeks, we are going to help marriages. This is a phenomenal opportunity to invite your first couple. Pick a couple that you know was married. Maybe they've gone through it this last year like, like we all have, right? First of all, we know when we were all in lockdown, man, couples were not cuddling together watching Netflix. It was not that cute, okay? Couples went through a lot of challenges. Marriages went through it, man. And, and so we're going to help marriages for the next three weeks. We're going we're to do a series called The Ring, Ring Thing, and, and we're going to help marriages. And, and then on February 26th, we, we got brunch at, at a beach hotel, and, and we're going to sponsor every single couple, okay? And I love this, and we're just going to help heal marriages, okay? So I, I'm excited. You'll hear more about that date soon. But, but man, the next three weeks, if you're married, come and bring, bring another married couple. It's going to absolutely help them. Then, then we're going to do a series called The Green-Eyed Munster, which is on jealousy and contentment. We need to hear this, okay? Uh, and, and then at the end of March, March 26th, we are going to serve over 300 meals, right, to those in need. And we need your help for that. We're excited about that. And we've got a few different things coming up. And then it's a three-week run toward Easter, April the 17th, which is a phenomenal opportunity to bring more people to faith in Christ and expand what God is doing in us. So for the next 90 days, put your hands on this boulder. Be present. Use your influence. Show up, right? Let's, let's go for it. And the last thing I'll, I'll say, and I'm going to give Matt the details here, but we are kicking off lift groups this month. And, and would you get yourself in a lift group? If I could make you do anything, it would be get yourself in community so you are healthy and vibrant and growing. Amen? All right, let me, let me pray real quick, and we'll have Matt out for some closing announcements. Heavenly Father, uh, God, I'm excited. I, I am truly joy-filled for the year to come. I think you want to do a lot in our church, in our lives, and, and just among uh, us. And so, Father, we, we give you this next year. And, Father, we ask for bold things. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that we would break that barrier again, that you would fuel our church with just that fresh wind and fresh spirit. Uh, God, that you would rejuvenate us, God, so that we might run, that you would give us laborers, that you would give us more people to go out into this harvest field and reach this community for your glory. Uh, God, we want to see everything that you want to do, and we want to become everything you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing week.